Hello, hello. Testing one, two, three. Miss Teen Crypto, can you hear me loud and clear? What's up, Eric? I hear you. Do you hear me? Perfect. Yes, I hear you. Awesome. Just wanted to test out my mic. <laughs> you sound good. Good morning and good evening to everyone. We will be starting in about one or two minutes. We'll be starting in about one or two minutes. Hey, Jeff, just wanted to see if you can hear me clearly. Everything okay on your end? Yeah, loud and clear. How about myself? Can you hear me? Perfect. Perfect. We'll start in one more minute. Sounds good.
All right. It is 9.31 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, 9.31. Uh, we are one minute uh, past the start time. Let's get the show started. Um, I am so grateful and so excited to be speaking with two superstars in the space. Um, in today's ballet Twitter space, the topic, as you've seen online, is about Bitcoin education in high school. Two of my guests today have done exactly that. They've been the ones on the ground, hitting the streets, going into high schools, and teaching Bitcoins to our younger generation. And that itself is respectable and definitely worthy of praise from all of us. Um, one of the guests, her name is Miss Teen Crypto. I'm sure you've seen her all online. We are one of her sponsors of her crypto show, and we are super excited to have her. The second guest, his name is Jeff Wade. He is a owner of a brick-and-mortar crypto shop called Crypto World and chairman of Crypto Without Borders Foundation. He'll be the second guest on the show today. But without further ado, um, I don't want to butcher their introduction. Uh, I want to let the two of our guests today kind of speak for themselves about who they are and how they got started. Um, let's start with Miss Teen Crypto. Uh, Miss Teen Crypto, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Can you just give a little bit of an introduction to yourself and uh, kind of explain how you got into Bitcoin and crypto? Will do. Hi, guys. Uh, what's up? For those of you who don't know me, my name is Miss Teen Crypto. I'm a 19-year-old crypto and NFT speaker and educator. I got started in this space. I created my Twitter account April 2020, but I've been hearing about crypto for the past six years because of my father. He was talking about crypto for six years, and it took me a little while to actually catch on to it and understand what it was because at first all I heard were numbers and finance and adult things. But then when I was around 16, my dad and I did our first bit, my first Bitcoin transaction, and I saw how easy it was to use. All you had to do was scan a QR code and copy and paste an address. And it kind of clicked for me at that moment that I could potentially walk into a store and don't don't have the need to carry cash anymore and do that fiat transaction where I get all this loose change that I don't even use. Um, and then it was around 2019 where the Litecoin Summit went down and my dad actually came home with a ballet wallet. And that was actually my first wallet to self-custody and really get me into the space. Um, so it was actually ballet was part of the reason that I actually jumped into crypto, which is actually pretty cool. Um, and yeah, so April 2020, I created my Twitter account started doing various amounts of content, whether that's hitting the streets since November 2020, asking strangers in Times Square if they know about Bitcoin, to doing educational videos on the basics of blockchain, crypto, NFTs, Bitcoin, um, what a wallet is, all that good stuff. And the Miss Teen Crypto Show, which Ballet sponsors, that goes live um, one to four times a week. I did four. I'm going to do four shows this week, which is absolutely insane but i just love doing the show so that's another thing i do if you guys want to check that out then definitely go to youtube.com slash miss team crypto thank you awesome awesome thank you for the introduction and you, you know what from myself and from the team here at ballet we are still so blown away on how young you still are and how and how big of an influence you've been able to basically give out there in in, in this community so Hats off to you. Next, the next speaker, the next host, um, 
The next guest that we have on the show is Jeff Wade. Jeff Wade, can you give yourself a little introduction for the listeners? Hi, everyone. This is, well, I go by J Wade Crypto, my Twitter handle. So, uh, but yeah, Jeff Wade is my name. And basically, myself, I've been in crypto probably about two years, right? So, so two years, and I feel like I'm an expert compared to everybody else that I know. But really, in this space, it was something that I got involved. I'm, I'm a poker player. So, I used to play poker many years ago. And and for me, when poker was shut down online, Bitcoin was the, really the only way to be able to play online poker. So that's how I really first got introduced into into Bitcoin. And that was many years ago. Uh, but with my story, what I did is I deposited, uh, I think, four Bitcoins at the time. And back then it was roughly about $200 per Bitcoin. So it wasn't a lot. And I started playing online poker using Bitcoin and shortly figured out that only the people, only the professionals were playing online, right? So, so none of the recreational players were playing. So I lost probably two of the Bitcoins, got frustrated and shut off my computer and I forgot about it. Uh, fast forward when Bitcoin was fifteen to $18,000 per coin. And so I, I came and I started thinking about, you know what? I might have some Bitcoin in in my uh, my laptop from from early days, right? So I opened up my uh, my laptop. I had to go search in, in my garage because it was literally like five six years old. Uh, ended up finding it, opened it up, and there it was: two Bitcoins sitting in this wallet that I that I, that I had for for many years. My uh, wife got really excited, right? Because oh my gosh, that's like sixty or I'm sorry, thirty thousand dollars. So she was already thinking of what she could spend with it. And so as I started playing around with it, it asked what my what my passcode was, and I could not remember for the life of me what the passcode was. And so it's like oh my gosh, I I don't know what it was, what I created, and so it got me thinking. It was like if I can't access this. You know, this this Bitcoin that I have sitting at home and now it's, you know, worth about forty thousand dollars. I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I have the most expensive computer that I'm never going to throw away. And one day I'm going to remember remember the, the passwords to this. But really, that's how I got started. I got into reading about Bitcoin and, and, and you know, it being decentralized and, and, and after 2008 and the financial crisis it got me more thinking about, you know, like th- this technology is 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 going to do some great things, and and so that's how I came up with this concept of crypto world. So I started, uh, you know, a networking group before, and we we met once a week. We did crypto over coffee once a week, and then you know I was thinking because people were asking me the same questions over and over again about Bitcoin and and you know just what about it is is you know, just so amazing. And, and, you know, like, what's the history of it? So the same question. So I got through thinking and I asked myself and, and also some peers, is there a brick and mortar store in the U.S. that helps educate folks, a place that, you know, like-minded individuals could, could meet weekly, could talk about crypto, uh, and also a place where possibly you can buy merchandise and there's a Bitcoin ETM or, you know, mining equipment or any of those things. So did the research, I couldn't find anything. So last year, August of 
2021, I took the leap of faith and decided to build a brick and mortar store. Uh, in, so I'm in St. Louis, Missouri. So it's in the St. Louis, Missouri area. And it's not even been a year and it's, oh my gosh, it's, it's been, it's been crazy. So I have a list of about 30 people that want to franchise our model. Uh, we're, we're every week we have 20 to 40 people that come to our weekly crypto over coffee. We have Bitcoin over beer meetups. Um, now we have, uh, the, the poly, I think one of the polygon, uh, uh guilds that's, that's here locally. They meet at our uh, store once a month. Uh, we've even have Ave do do a, an event here at our store. So it's been it's been great because, like I said, it's just a, a place where like minded individuals can can go to. Um, and also it's been great because, you know, it's it's that I, I think what we're doing is we're, we're we're providing that trust and that confidence for people that want to get into it. And so that's that's been my mission is to to help educate folks and, you know, with with. With this Twitter space, I know we're talking about more of the education in the high school, but I started a a foundation called Crypto Without Borders Foundation, and, and the purpose of that is just to, to to go to schools, to go to the inner cities, and educate them on on this this amazing technology. Awesome, awesome! And for those who don't know, actually, Jeff Wade, his crypto shop is one of our resellers, so. Thank you for the support, Jeff. And uh, <laughs> speaking of poker, actually, I remember one of our colleagues uh, mentioned to me that they did see you at the Unconfiscatable Conference in Vegas. Yeah, it was it was kind of interesting because I sat right next to him, right? So, um, so, so Bobby sat next to me at Tone Vase's uh, poker tournament, um, and that's when we kind of just started talking about uh, ballet wallets, and I told him that I carried it. Uh, at, at our shop and you know i loved uh you know just the simplicity of it so and that's kind of how things evolved uh as far as me going out to high schools and utilizing the ballet to uh to educate high school students because you know i also carry the trezor um and you know other other wallets the, the ledger uh but but for the new folks that are getting into the space it's the easiest one uh, to be able to get folks, uh, you know, into the crypto space. So, but I, I love the, ba- the ballet wallets. Awesome. Awesome. All right, let's get into the meat of the show. And that's about Bitcoin education in high schools. Now you two have done that already. Like I said before, um, you know, I, I think in general for most people being able to explain and teach Bitcoin to just, you know, the normal average, everyday person let alone to adults is kind of daunting and challenging but you two have done that not only for adults but you've done it towards the youth of our generation right the youth of our nation so we want to hear about you know your experiences on on that front the challenges um what will be the difference between teaching you know the younger generation versus the older generation and yada 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 so let's start with the first question that i kind of wanted to um hear you two share was um, explain which high school invited you guys to teach about Bitcoin and crypto. Um, we've seen it uh, already on social media. Um, we've seen you two kind of share pictures and videos of your um, experience um, going into a high school classroom and teaching uh, high school students. But but yeah, let, let's backtrack a little bit and then explain um, which high school invited you to teach about Bitcoin and how, kind of you know how that started. So. Uh, let's go with Miss Teen Crypto. 
Sure. So I actually uh, had like a few school experiences. Uh, my first one was April of 2020. Um, that was at Miami Crypto Experience, April 2021, I mean. Um, and that was really awesome. I showed up and there was um, a high school from Miami um, that was there. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but I sat with a bunch of high schoolers and taught them about Bitcoin, basically a Bitcoin 101, and they were really interested. I also, in November of uh, 2021. I also went to Utah Valley University, which was a college to speak about Bitcoin and crypto, which was a lot of fun as well. And recently I went back to my old high, my former high school, um, which was Severian. And it was really fun. I went back to my old high school to teach two investing classes there about Bitcoin. And it was really cool for them to have me back. And how about uh, Jeff? Yeah, so for me, what I wanted to do uh, as far as in educating folks, I, I kind of realized that in order to make change, to, to make impact uh, and to, to have more adoption, I needed to get in front of local politicians uh, here in this. So I'm in, I'm in Missouri. And so so for me, I thought, you know what, what what's the what's the way it's not going to happen overnight, but in the long run, what's the way to, to have the most impact uh, to get mass adoption? And I figured, you know what, talking to politicians and getting them educated and also talking to high school students. Uh, so I was actually, um, I helped introduce the first crypto bill in the state of Missouri. So I talked to a few uh, state reps about it. Um, we're also looking to introduce uh, Bitcoin as a legal tender here. So we're, we're following a lot of uh, what's going on in Wyoming. And, you know, I know that th these type of things are not going to uh, pass overnight. It's probably going to take years, but at least uh, having them introduced, I think, is a, is a major, major deal for us. Uh, but what happened is actually one of the state reps happened to be a high school teacher, right? So uh, it, so it was a win-win because, you know, after I talked to him about, about uh, this technology, about Bitcoin and blockchain and things like that, he said, you know what, we have some, some students uh, that are really interested in this. W would you mind coming to my high school and, and teaching them about this. Uh, so as soon as he asked, I said, absolutely. When can I do it? Right. So I ended up, I ended up doing, doing that at the high school. I uh, learned a lot from it. Uh, the one thing that, uh, you know, that everybody's been to high school. So everybody knows what it's like going to high school. So when you have somebody that speaks, it's, it's like, you know, it, it's sometimes unless you make it really interesting, it becomes just like, boring to them right unless unless they're really into and they're really interested but not everybody has the same passions uh about crypto but but i wanted to to get to a level where they understood it where it became tangible and it's something that can be used you know day to day for them and, and they they get it like i got it right so the first time teaching them was like complete failure because out of the whole class i only got you know, a few students to really be engaged. Uh, but on my second go around, I went to another high school. And so I, this time I came prepared. And so what I did this time is I asked myself, how do I get kids engaged about, uh, you know, about this technology? Uh, I, I even, uh, uh, you know, talked to Miss Team Crypto. We, we met at a conference over Bitcoin Ben had an event in Texas. So that was the first I don't know, missing crypto, crypto, if you remember that, but that was the first time that I that I met her, and I started collaborating with her and telling her kind of what I was doing, 
and she started giving me some ideas on, you know, what, what kids are interested in. Um, and so this time around, when I w- came, went to a second high school, what I did is I took some ballet wallets and I preloaded them with Bitcoin. So I preloaded them with $5, $10, $20, $50, and $100 worth of Bitcoin. And so then I went to, to the class. There was about 40 students in the class. And I told the kids, I said, hey, this is what, you know, what this wallet, what this ballet wallet is. This is what it does, and this is what's in the wallet. And I told them it's anywhere from five to a hundred dollars worth of bitcoins. So as soon as I said that, all the kids were super engaged, right? So, so I told them, I said, I have about twenty ballet wallets here. I'm going to ask twenty questions, and about half of you are going to have the opportunity to receive a ballet wallet. So I went through my whole presentation, and as soon as I did it, every kid there was taking notes engaged you know they were they were writing every single word that i that that i had said so it was pretty cool so and then we started talking about bitcoin and and bitcoin mining and the foundation of it and and uh you know wallets bitcoin wallets and and things like that and even you know mr teen crypto um had suggested talking about uh play to earn right so because a lot of these high school students were playing video games uh so we talked about that uh, so it was about a 45-minute to one-hour presentation, and at the end, I asked questions that, that I had talked about, and literally, I would say, all the kids raised their hands, right? So so it was a success on, on that as far as in getting all the kids engaged, and it was fun, you know, because now uh, with this, it allowed the kids to not just listen to a presentation, but it allowed them to to, you know, have the opportunity to get a ballet wallet and to go through the process themselves. And that's what I really wanted to do is, is have them, you know, figure out, you know what, how do I download this app? What's in this? How much did I get the hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin? Uh, you know, how do I convert it to, to a different uh, currency? How do I convert to fiat? How do I, you know, take it out? So things like that, that I wanted them to go through on their own, because I think that's, that's the key is having them, uh, you know, kind of go through the motions themselves. So, so that that was my uh, my process and what I did. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. We, we we've seen the video that you posted online of basically you know coming in with a bunch of ballet wallets and just handing them out. And I mean, it's it's awesome to hear you know the the high schools, their students, their reception on uh, on the ballet wallet and of your I guess um, your strategies and teaching Bitcoin to them. Uh, for for Miss Teen Crypto, what were some of your strategies to kind of engage your listeners and your students on Bitcoin? And like maybe during your conversation with them during your sessions, were there certain like topics um, that kind of piqued their interest? So you know, besides Bitcoin, maybe crypto, NFTs, or like what with what Jeff alluded to before, play to earn. What topics during your session do you think um, piqued their interest? But but yeah. I've done a, a lot of different sessions from, you know, Bitcoin 101 to how to mint NFTs um, with, in front of Gen Z besides just high school uh, classes, which is also pretty cool. So I think like everything in crypto very much intrigues Gen Z. When I went to speak, I literally just I mean, with the high school one, I had a, a slideshow, but otherwise I was just speaking, just talking about basically, you know, what I talked about in my slideshow, which is available actually on MissTeenCrypto.com. If you guys go in the helpful link section, you could actually find that slideshow and the article that has it written out. 
basically is exactly my presentation, the actual presentations on my YouTube channel. But basically, I just went through what Bitcoin is simply just like, you know, it's digital cash. What is the blockchain? Um, what's a cold wallet? What's a hot wallet? What's the difference? And how can we use it, essentially? Um, it was actually like they were very much intrigued. They didn't even look at their phones, which is the best part. Uh, you know, that's very hard to do with with high school kids and younger kids nowadays. Um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. And they were very interested in how they could actually purchase it. And that's kind of where the problem lies is the barrier to entry. Um, with Gen Z being under 18, it's kind of hard to get into crypto, but all of them want to get involved. They want to know how to use it. And they, they are intrigued by the fact that they could be their own bank and actually do peer-to-peer transactions. But play-to-earn is definitely what they're intrigued by the most, I feel, just because a lot of us are digitally native. We've been going and playing games our whole lives. We understand the concept of digital property, of digital currency, and how to use it. And now with the blockchain, we actually get to exchange our tokens, our skins for a real-world value and trade them with friends. So I think that's also very important. Awesome. And then for both of you, during your sessions in your high schools, teaching these young high school students, what do you think was the most challenging part um, of teaching young high school students? Uh, Maybe, you know, I I guess, you know, we could think of the fact that maybe, you know, a a lot of them might not even have any kind of um, foundational financial knowledge. Um, Maybe some of them don't even have like the kind of... um, competency in terms of, you know, certain technology. So uh, I guess, you know, and, and maybe some of them even ask you some hard questions that, you know, that kind of tipped you off. Um, but uh, in, in your experiences, what were some of the hard challenges um, you guys encountered while teaching high school students? Uh, let's start with Miss Teen Crypto. I really didn't find a challenge while teaching high school students. I feel like, you know, I, I relate to them because um, we're like basically the same age. And especially because I was in their shoes not too long ago. And I understand like their perspective, how they grew up and how we all understand. Like I was saying, like we're all digitally native. So and it's also how you approach it. Right. Um, when I was first hearing about Bitcoin, to be fair, there, six years ago, there wasn't much adoption like there is now with all these play to earn games, NFTs, a lot of things going on um but it's how you approach it all i heard when i was getting in were just adult things numbers approach it from a different angle just how we use digital cash every day all these kids are using cash app venmo tap and pay um their debit credit cards just bitcoin digital cash it's just another form of digital cash that you're already using now it's actually yours and you just distinguish the difference of being your own bank so um Maybe like, you know, of course, there we didn't have a lot of financial like literacy. So that's why, like, you know, approaching it from the financial end might not be as successful among the young people as just approaching it as digital cash. Gotcha. Gotcha. And uh, I remember you you shared a picture of you and your principal and you gifted your principal a ballet wallet. Have you ever followed up with him? Have you ever followed up with him to see if he's uh, if he actually used it or not? He told me he was going to set it up. He texted me after. He was very happy that I came back to. He wants to potentially do more in the future, hopefully. Um, but I found out he's not going to be the principal next year. So I got to figure something out. Um, uh-huh. but, but he definitely <laughs> loved it. And um, he was very intrigued how it was so simple to get started with ballet while it was just a scan. Because at first, you know, when I was in high school, he wasn't, you know, exactly keen on Bitcoin. Um, like, you know, a lot of my 
you know, teachers weren't. They they told me Bitcoin was a Ponzi, some of them. And, you know, I give them credit for, you know, my principal, especially for having me come back and just actually sit down and ha- like he actually came to my talk um, while I was teaching the investing classes. He was asking questions and then I sat with him afterwards and talked to him about ballet wallet and a few other things. And he didn't realize how easy it was to actually get involved in it the simplicity of crypto and that it's just not like a lot of people overcomplicate it. They feel like they need to be technically sound and all this stuff. Like we don't know how debit cards work. We don't know how tap and pay works. We don't know how a lot of like, you know, even PayPal, we don't know how that works. We just know that our transactions go, they work, our money transfers. Same thing is going to happen with crypto. So it was kind of like they, we all had, they all had that light bulb moment that day, which was really awesome. And then for you, Jeff, um, in your experience, what do you think was the most challenging part of teaching high school students? Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, for, for myself, I think it was, it was relating w- with the high school students. So I, I wish, I, I wish I'm 19, like missing crypto, but I'm not. So it's, it's one of these things that, uh, you know, how do you get kids engaged? And it's the same challenges when you're talking to, to baby boomers, uh, you know, how, how do you make it tangible to where they understand? And for you to do that, you have to give real life examples. And so, you know, with me, it was talking, I wanted them to understand the foundation of Bitcoin uh, because Bitcoin was the first one and it's the most, most common, uh, most popular coin. Um, and, you know, so it, it, it was, it was something that I wanted to, to get through to them. And, you know, some of it is, is going to be talking about like the numbers, the last in 10 years, Bitcoin was 10 years ago. Bitcoin was what, you know, a dollar, maybe, maybe less. Uh, so now telling them that now it's at the time when I was teaching them, it was roughly in the mid 30s, 30,000, 35,000. Now it's in a 20,000. Right. So it's it's getting them to see why Bitcoin went from one dollar to thirty five thousand dollars at the time. You know, understanding um, basically the uh, why it's decentralized, it's immutable, it's it's very transparent, and it's it's limited. You're only there's only 21 million, and and letting them know the why aspect of you know of mining, and then moving on to uh, the technology behind it, right? And then talking about NFTs and giving examples of you know what 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 it's doing in in today's world and how it's going to move into you know potentially athletes now that are going to be nft'd because college athletes can generate revenue from um, you know from their image and telling them about you know what a college athlete could make residual revenue for the rest of their life just by you know this nft smart contract that they can get up to 10% right so it's it's like it's something that that uh, that's more tangible to them that's like oh i'm a, i'm an athlete oh that's that's a possibility for me you know so that's i think for, i think for me that that was the main thing is being able to connect with folks in a way so that they that they get it because you know i don't know about uh, this day and age but when i was researching crypto and bitcoin on youtube it was like data scientists or computer scientists or all these geeks smart smart people but they were using these terms that were just completely uh you know things that i was like what does that mean what does blockchain mean like i don't get it right so then i turned off the youtube and i'm like i'm just gonna move on because they're just over complicating it uh, so for me i i was there once so i want to be able to kiss it keep us keep it simple stupid 
and just simplify it for folks uh, and give them real life examples of what the utility would be. So, you know, one of the things too is that I have a, a first grader um, that, and I shared this on my social media, but it was something where my wife was like, hey, you know, our son is uh, doing this time capsule program. And a lot of kids did this back in the day. I, I did it also myself. But basically uh, what you do is you put a letter or something in this time capsule. All the kids did it in first grade or kindergarten. The teachers then put everything in this uh, this box or whatever, and they either bury it or put it somewhere where, you know, nobody can have access to it until they get to eighth grade. So my wife was like, hey, why don't you write a letter so that way in eighth grade it will be amazed or whatever. And I said, you know what, I'll do that, but I'll add a little bit to it. So what I ended up doing is I, I took a ballet wallet and I preloaded it with $150 worth of Bitcoin, $150 worth of Ethereum. And I basically wrote a letter saying, hey, this is, this is uh, uh, what it is. So... And the, the current price of ETH and the current price of Bitcoin is this. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see what happens in eight years, what the value of these would be. So it, you just never know, right? It could be, it could pay for for his college, right? So uh, so basically I, I posted that. And it, so that, that's something that was kind of a, a cool project to do because now parents were asking me about it, right? The teacher was asking me about it. And uh, it, my son just... He didn't know any better, but he was telling the teacher like, oh, my dad put one Bitcoin in there. <laughs> so at the time, Bitcoin was like 30,000. So the teacher was getting freaked out a little bit like, oh, my gosh. So I don't <laughs> know. It's like, no, I didn't put one. <laughs> I didn't put one uh, Bitcoin in there. It's it's $150 worth. So so things like that, that I, I'm trying to think on how do I simplify it? How do I make it easy? How do I make it tangible? And that's why I go back to the ballet wallet. You know, I mean, it's, it's super, super simple. Uh, if you use a ledger, a Trezor, or some of the, these other ones, you know, they're, these other ones are, are really, really great. They're probably, you know, really, really secure, but they're really, really complicated at the same time. And for somebody that's doing, you know, 100 to $200 or maybe more, they, they if they're new to it, you don't want to overcomplicate it because now they're not going to want to get into it. Uh, so that's my experience. And, and maybe there's a better way, but that's, it's worked for us so far here at crypto world. Awesome. Yeah. And the, um, that Twitter post that you uh, tweeted out regarding the time capsule, it actually kind of reminded me of Ben uh, back when I was in high school or primary school. And then whenever uh, we would have exercises to kind of basically, you know, where we would be required to write a letter um, and kind of write to ourselves in 15 or 20 years. Um, so that, that, that kind of sounded very similar to um, uh, some stuff that I did back in, uh, back in primary school. But, uh, but the, 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 the one thing that our listeners really wanted to know, and the most pressing question is, did any of the high school students ask you, quote unquote, when Lambo? <laughs> That's actually so funny. Um, I haven't gotten one Lambo, but a lot of people were just like, you know, very. Con they were asking about price action and things like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I mean, dang. If they jumped on Twitter, they would be asking in two days. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Jeff, did you want to say something? 
Yeah, I just wanted to say that, uh, you know, the kids that uh, nobody asked about the Lambo. Uh, but what I did get is I did get <laughs> I did get parents that were calling me later on, letting me know that, you know, like their kids are, are doing research and, and talking to the family about Bitcoin. And, you know, and even the teachers or, or one of the te- specific teacher called me up and said, you know, th- these kids, they're they're super engaged about this. So which was something that uh for me it, it was something that that felt really great because even out of those 40 kids if one or two kids come out of that uh really uh getting into it and understanding it understanding this technology and and you know just telling other folks about it i think that w- that's a win for us what do you two think is the biggest differences between teaching bitcoin and crypto to high school students versus teaching it to adults. Um, we'll start with Jeff. Yeah, so I, I think uh, high school students are a little bit easier to to educate them because they're not seeing what's going on in, in, in media, in the news. You know, they're not really hearing about the rug pulls and the scams and all these things that are going on where adults they're they're very in tune to what's going on with the economy and you know inflation and everything so uh they're they're listening to to folks like warren buffett and you know folks like bill gates that are that are talking like bitcoin is this ponzi scheme so it's almost like with with these adults you you have to almost try to to get them to um, you know, take a step back a little bit and, 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 and educate them on the why, why aspect. Like I, I always tell people to, to watch like Michael Saylor and some of his speaking engagements, you know. So uh, at, our, at our store, we do a lot of educational uh, events. So we have classes. We talk about, uh, you know, Bitcoin, the foundation of it. We talk about Bitcoin mining. We uh, teach on NFTs. Uh, so we teach about a whole lot of different topics. Uh, so I, I, I try to get the adults to just take a session, just to try to understand it. Because, you know, when when, uh, when I tell them that this technology is growing faster than the Internet, it's, it's, it's growing year over year. The last the first 10 years, like 113 percent year over year in comparison to the Internet. The first 10 years, it grew at 63 percent year over year. Uh, so, you know, I'm telling them about this and, and there there's got to be. A reason why to it and so so getting them to to understand that and also letting them know of other folks like michael saylor uh, you know like elon musk and, and jack dorsey and zuckenberg and all these folks that that are in this space that are doing something in this space it's like you know what i mean if these rich smart people are getting into the space you know there's something there uh so then you know with those type of conversations it, it does allow them to, to kind of drop their guard a little bit. Uh, so, and, and for high school students, it's just getting them to like, you know, relate to them, play to earn thing type, uh, you know, things like that, because with these kids, they're going to be the next, you, you know, they're going to be the next possibly uh, politician or, or attorney or finance person that's going to be, uh, and who knows the next president, I don't know. But so for them, I feel like it's 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 a longer type of uh, investment, uh, but at least they're they're getting the the basic understanding. Got it. And then uh, for Mystine Crypto, 
from from your experiences, what do you see the biggest differences in teaching Bitcoin and crypto to high school students versus adults? To be honest, I didn't see much of a difference as there's a little bit of a barrier to entry for everybody. This is a completely new space. Uh, when I actually went to my high school and like even to the college and spoke to uh, middle high school kids, um, they pretty much had the same questions adults did. Just, you know, what is the blockchain? What is peer to peer mean? What is being your own bank mean? Because this is a completely new idea for everybody, even adults, you know, relying on the banks their whole lives, writing checks and entering this new digital age and then coming from the gen z side we're digitally native we understand digital currency now we just have to understand what being our own bank means and not relying on third parties like cash app venmos and the paypals and basically yeah i think it's pretty much equal and it's easy for in my experience it's been very easy to teach both sides i think it's just the way you approach um, and just explaining it in the most simple terms possible. Whenever, you know, I've, I've had a couple experiences where I've had my Bitcoin 101 course and there was a teenage girl, I believe she was 15 at the time that flew in with her dad to come learn about Bitcoin with me. And then there was another event I went to in Miami um, to teach how to mint NFTs and there were two teenagers there minting NFTs with me. Um, so they definitely, there's so many people that there's so many people that want to get involved and Gen Z wants to get involved and it's the people that are eager to learn. But overall, both sides, I think it's pretty easy to teach both sides, but you know, I think it's pretty equal. And then for, for both of you as well, what do you think will take, um, what will it take to make Bitcoin education compulsory in all high schools across the nation? Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe to this day, there is already like financial classes or investing classes in high school. Um, I might be dating myself right now, but when I was back in high school, there was none of that. So, I mean, maybe within the past <clears throat> few years already, there's already been financial investing classes. So maybe high schools in general could be more open up to, you know, actually having Bitcoin classes. But um, what do you guys see in terms of when and how you think um, kind of different school districts will make Bitcoin education um, mandatory in high school, if, if, if possible? Uh, let's start with Jeff this time. Yeah, so, you know, it. it I think, I think before this uh, becomes uh, becomes in the educational system, uh, one I think regulation has to be transparent. Uh, I know that's one of the biggest thing uh, in government is trying to figure out. You know, how, how do we regulate uh, the crypto space? Um, I know you know Bitcoin is has already been considered by the SEC like a, a digital property, so uh, it's decentralized to them. And now they're going back. Initially, it said Bitcoin and Ethereum. Now they're going back and saying, you know, just Bitcoin. So I think the first step is is uh, the government defining uh, this space. Um, and I don't know about uh, the public schools where, where you're at, but, you know, a lot of the public schools around where I'm at, uh, you know, basic finance isn't even like a curriculum. So I, I, I think that, you know, it's going to take a lot for... Uh, the educational system to, to be able to start teaching this because I, I don't know if they even have teachers that really understand this, you know? So it's, it's, it's getting the teachers to understand crypto and blockchain technology and the foundation and, and, you know, everything about it. 
And then once that happens, then yeah, they can teach uh, students uh, about it. Uh, so I, I think it's going to be a little bit of time for for mass adoption in the educational system. I am seeing some private schools that are uh, slowly getting into it, that are talking about it. Uh, a lot of private schools where I'm at, they're they're at least having you know financial education. Uh, that they're, that's that's being required in, in, in some high schools, um, but yeah, I think I think it's going to be uh, the private schools sooner, and then the public schools, and it's all based on uh, the regulations that are passed. And how about you, Miss Team Crypto? Um, what have you kind of like? I guess in your experiences from speaking with your principal to maybe um, you know different high school staff, administrative people. Do you see them uh, one day implementing Bitcoin education as compulsory in in classes? Absolutely. Um, I think that, you know, despite any point of government regulation, I don't think the government could necessarily keep up with the innovation in the crypto space. And regardless of regulation, they're going to have to integrate, um, you know, some sort of blockchain or Bitcoin education into schools. I was actually recently, around a month ago, I went to Security Token Summit here in New York, and I met the New York City mayor, um, his right-hand woman, Denise Felipe Adams. I actually had her on my podcast earlier this week. And um, another uh, person that worked with the DOE, the Department of of education. His name was Jonathan. And basically, they were talking to me about how they want to educate block, uh, kids with blockchain. And they really liked my initiative and things like that. So they're getting an idea, you know, maybe they don't understand it to the fullest yet. But they know it's something that's a priority. Speaking with my um, former high school principal, he felt that it was, he, although he didn't fully understand Bitcoin yet, he knew it was necessary to bring me in and to have to at least get introduced to this space and understand what it is because it's something that's inevitable. It's something that's coming at a rapid pace. So I think that, you know, sooner rather than later, um, teachers are going to get educated, um, you know, regardless if they're interested in this space or not, because it's something that's just going to come. Um, and I think that classes are just going to pop out of nowhere. All of a sudden, there's going to be a ton of Bitcoin and crypto classes. And the next few years, I want to say two years, um, I don't know if like, I think five might be a little bit of a stretch because adoption is just happening at a rapid, rapid pace. Um, so I think just Bitcoin and crypto classes, they're just going to come out of the word work soon. Awesome. And we are almost about wrapped up with this Twitter spaces. But before we wrap it up, I want to give a quick announcement as well. Uh, coming up later today. Um, in kind of uh, respect for July 4th, Independence Day, we'll be coming out with um, a special campaign, uh, a campaign BOGO, buy one, get one free, essentially. It's going to be on our Amazon U.S. marketplace. So for our listeners out there, stay tuned for that announcement. Um, you'll be eligible to receive a complimentary ballet wallet for qualified purchases on our Amazon U.S. marketplace. So that is our July 4th Independence Day special campaign. So, um, but yes, uh, before we end it, um, usually as we've been hosting these Valley Twitter spaces, I end it with a, uh, a more lighthearted kind of fun question. The fun question that I have for you two today is if you had a chance to go back in time and take a Valley wallet loaded with one Bitcoin or however many Bitcoins you want, mm -hmm. If you bring it back to your high school, your days in high school, 
which high school which high school crush would you give it to? <laughs> Let's start with Miss um, Team Crypto on this. No holding back either. <laughs> no holding back. I wouldn't give a Bitcoin to anyone. I'm holding it for myself. Oh. <laughs> like I honestly like you know, crush is past, but Bitcoin is forever. So we need to we need to hoggle our Bitcoin. Okay. I don't even well, have one Bitcoin. If I if I have one, I gotta keep it. Ah, uh, okay, okay, fair enough. How about you, Jeff Wade? If you wanted to kind of you know give it to your high school crush, and you know feel free to name that high school crush if or if if they're not listening, don't be afraid. Well, so <laughs> so I so so I'm a I'm a bit older than Miss Teen Crypto. So when I was when I was in high school, they Bitcoin wasn't even around, right? So it's it's one of these things that uh, if if I was old enough and uh, there was Bitcoin that I could purchase, um, I, I couldn't tell you who the high school crush is because my wife is probably listening on this Twitter space. <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, but, but yeah, pro probably if, you know, probably my wife. So it's, <laughs> I'll take more of that, that approach. Perfect answer. Smart answer. <laughs> okay. Well, um, that, basically wraps up the Twitter space for today. Uh, I want to give a huge thank you again to our guests, Miss Team Crypto and Jeff Wade, and speaking about their experiences going to high schools and teaching the younger generation about Bitcoin. Because, um, you know, with anything, the young generation will be the future generation of this nation, of this world. So, um, so we thank them again in sharing their experiences. If you want to hear more, uh, about their experiences or just follow them. You can go on Twitter and follow Miss Teen Crypto at Miss Teen Crypto. Um, you can also follow Jeff Wade at J Wade Crypto. So um, be sure to follow them. Uh, they've been huge supporters of the Bally team and the Bally wallet, and they've been awesome advocates for Bitcoin and crypto education. So uh, I want to thank them again and uh, hope everyone enjoyed the listen today. Signing off now. Thank you for having me, uh, yeah, Eric Valley team. It was nice speaking with you, Jeff. I hope you all have a great day. And tune in to the Missing Crypto Show tomorrow at 4 p.m. Eastern. It's going to be awesome. Have a great day and stay zesty. Thank you. Awesome. Yes, stay zesty. That's right. Bye-bye. Signing off now. Thank you, Jeff. Take care. Thank you.